Hello and welcome everybody. My name is High Hopes and boy do I have a fantastic episode for you today. I've got to catch up with Rebel JC. He's the one who really gave me the kickstart to get my podcast going, The Beacon, what you're listening to now. And boy, did we cover a variety of topics. It was a great discussion. We talked a little bit about content creation. We talked about exploration. We talked about, you know, just being a podcaster and being a Minecrafter. I had so much fun. I think you guys are going to love this. Rebel was a great interview. A lot of great ideas and great conversation there. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into that. You've activated the beacon, your guiding light to the greatest Minecraft resources out there. I'd like to start with the the first question of how did you come up with your handle? I, I Obviously, I've heard a little bit, you know, having been in the community and we've been talking pretty much shortly after your podcast started. But I think it's always a fun one online, especially because, you know, it's it's a chance for you to to self-identify and to present yourself in a manner which you choose to, you know, in real life, our parents choose their names. So why Rebel JC? That's a great question. Well, it, it, if you go on that website where you can like look up people and you can see all of their history of their names and stuff, you'll see a whole a whole mess um, because I, I can't I can't nail down an identity very well. Um, but Rebel JC, honestly, like it's it just came down to it where I was like, you know what? People always shorten your name to whatever like the the initial like little you know thing is you know so yep. for you it's like hopes you know people call you hopes probably um so i was like well what's what's something that sounds cool you know and i was like okay rebel rebel sounds cool <laughs> i actually had a list of things and that was one that stuck out and so yeah i just chose that it has no deep meaning to me at all it was just because i knew people would shorten it to something and i wanted to kind of choose what that thing was going to be and jc jc is just crafted i mean that's what it is this rebel just crafting is my formal you know legal <laughs> minecraft like name. That. <laughs> so, formal legal minecraft yeah. that's good <laughs> so i'm curious that you said you had the list have you always played video games or is minecraft kind of a new thing for you exploring video games well I did not grow up playing a lot of video games, okay. so I got into Minecraft. I got into video games really kind of like later on in my teen years, um, and Minecraft was maybe one of the first games that I picked up. Initially, when I the first time I played Minecraft was like the demo version on like an iPad, I think, and okay. I, and I got into it. And I thought, this game is the stupidest thing. I hate it so much, I'm never going to play this ever again. Because, like, I, I just couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what to do. And it was early on in the game, too. This may have been, like, 2013, maybe. Maybe a little earlier than that. Um, so it was quite early on, and I just couldn't figure out what am I supposed to do. I, I I can't move in this terrain, you know. Like, what what every step I take, I have to jump, you know. And the, it was really frustrating, so I just, like, put it down for a while and then finally some friends that I worked with at the time uh, they they started up a server and they got me into it again hermitcraft had a lot uh, a lot to do with me actually getting into it and seeing the potential that was there and you know I never looked back since I was this is it's just all minecraft now that's awesome okay so like I grew up <clears throat> pardon me playing video games because I, I didn't have consoles my mom was very anti-console till till much later in life yeah but my dad always had a pc and so I would get, you know, when he upgraded his, I would get his old one. And so we would play computer games that way. And very early on, we were online. So for me, coming up with, like, an online identity has been something I've been doing since I was a young person. Like, you know, my first one was Schatten, which is sh German for shadow. And so very, you know, cliched mm. childlike 
uh, aesthetic <laughs> and choice going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's always fun to hear, you know, the, the more thought that you put in as you're older and choosing that identity versus like when you're younger, it's just like, oh, what is cool? Like fire this or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, that's how I chose my name. That was like that, that kind of little child, you know, attitude towards it. Like, I just want to sound when, when people talk and when people, you know, talk to me online, I just want it to be like a cool sounding name, I guess. <laughs> and so I, I went that route with it. Um, I, 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 if I try to spend too much time, time trying to come up with something meaningful and has a deep meaning to me, I'm going to be sitting there because I'm going to be overthinking that <laughs> for like days so i decided to go the simple route <laughs> well, i think you uh you put in at least a little more thought than i ever have in thinking about the fact that people are gonna abbreviate it like that wasn't something that despite the fact that i do that with almost everybody's name whether it's you know stiff is stiffwood i usually just call stiff or right. you know anybody else I'd, it's even in real life it's like if you have a long name how can i shorten that to be simpler <laughs> right <laughs> even yeah, if I'm yeah no problem exactly. saying it. and that was something i'd never considered so that was entertaining to me that you'd you'd put that kind of foresight into that. So right, yeah. Why did you decide to start with a podcast? I mean, there's a variety mm. of of uh, ways to make content: streaming, video production, podcasting, obviously. And you mentioned the hermits having been uh, an inspiration for you. And so I'm curious, why a podcast? Hmm. Well. Um, you might be able to relate to this a bit since you do a podcast yourself. But when I get into something and I start really, you know, getting interested in – it could be anything. It could be a video game like Minecraft. It could be, you know, a field of study like nutrition or, you know, just for instance, th just random things. I always want to contribute something. I always want to have, you know, something to do – tangible with that thing whatever that thing is and so uh for instance um i grew up i, I love stories fantasy sci-fi stories i loved consuming it but i always had the itch to also produce it i couldn't just be a consumer i had to be a producer of that thing so i would just write these little stories all the time growing up science fiction stories fantasy stories superhero stories you name it just because i loved that thing so much and so when i saw Minecraft and I, and I finally got into it after my little, you know, I had to get over the hump of, you know, that learning curve of what this thing actually is. Um, and I got into it. I had the desire to, I don't want to just consume Minecraft. I don't want to just appreciate the stuff that other people are making. I want to be a creator myself. I want to put something out there. And then the question was, well, what is that? And I had had a little bit of experience in the past with some video editing, and I knew generally how to do that. But um, at this point in my life, I had I was married and I had a, a kid, and that was something that that wasn't really easy to find um, a, a space in my life for you know sitting down and really dedicating some time to a YouTube channel or streaming or something like that. And so I kind of looked around at what I had to work with, and I had my phone, and I had, you know, some some time, and I can I can talk a lot, you know, I, I tend to have that gift sometimes, and so I decided to start a podcast, and I I knew that there were free uh, free options out there for things like editing tools and and uh, publishing tools and things like that. So what I would do is I would uh, during my lunch break at work or whenever I would go out into my car and I would sit there and hopefully everything was quiet and I would start recording a podcast on my phone. And that's really how I got into podcasting was because it seemed to be the most accessible thing to do. And I feel like uh, for anybody who wants to get into any sort of content creation, 
even if you don't uh, continually put out a podcast as your main thing, I think that's a great way to get started at least. So yeah, I mean, podcasting, podcasting is great and I don't have any plans on stopping anytime soon. That's awesome. Yeah, the, I know when I when I heard you the first episode and you're talking about, you know, sitting in your car, I was like, okay, there goes all my excuses for not having started. Like, this guy's <laughs> in his car recording. Yeah. And I've got, you know, space. I've got a mic and everything. It's like, okay, it's it's time to get to get my butt in gear. And you were a big motivator for me in doing that oh. and your encouragement. So, but yeah, I felt a lot of the same way. It's like, you know, I was looking into like content creation. I'd never done any video editing. I never made any kind of... The most I had experience was, you know, one time in, in school, middle school, we'd went to the radio, local radio station, and we'd all, like, record a little, like, ad segment or something. I remember what it was. And that was the closest I'd ever had to anything like that. And so I was, like, looking into it. I was, like, I tried starting with a video podcast. I was, like, okay, I'm too uncomfortable with the, the video aspect. I'm, like, self-conscious about my background and then, you know, how am I mm. presenting. I was, like audio is king they always say you know even in a video it's better to have great audio and bad video than vice versa so i was like well i'll start with a mm. podcast we'll just do audio only and we'll go from there so i totally get that yeah yeah absolutely and you know the 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 great audio quality is something that i'm still working on and you, you might not know this but i still you know record the majority of dig straight down oh, wow. in my car i still do that it's still my studio to this day yeah um it's just because the, oh yeah it, life gets complicated when you're married and have kids and so like especially mm -hmm. when kids are added to the equation like we have three now and so <laughs> there's not a quiet place to go record in in the house and so usually what I do is I go out to the car and record my episodes so but that has that has not hindered I, I would I would say hindered my progress at all as a creator having you know just working with the resources that I have um, in fact, it's, it's just worked out fine. And of course, if I could choose, if I would choose a, a, a you know, a studio that's mm -hmm. soundproofed and has, you know, great quality and everything, but, um, I can't, yeah, you, you can't let that kind of thing hold you back. You gotta, you gotta start and, um, you gotta feel your way through all of that, you know, the hard stuff first and, you know, things will smooth out for you, even if you don't get that, that dream studio of your, you know, that yeah, you, that absolutely. you really would I, yeah, like. You're doing great with the editing side because i had assumed you just started recording like in the house in a bedroom something like that because i i can't tell anymore that you're still in the car there's such a difference in the audio quality from that first episode to what you're doing now that's that's amazing that you're still in the car yeah, and I guess I could just uh, this this could be a complete plug for an iPhone then because that that, that <laughs> I mean they 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 do have great sound quality and like uh, any of your you know uh, any any phone any recording device really is going to have enough you know good enough quality to get you started anyway and and I agree though like having a bad quality uh, mic is going to be a big turnoff for a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of that too. Like I'll start a listening to a podcast and if their mic is just atrocious, I'm probably not going to be listening for very long. So thankfully, um, my, my old iPhone you know, suffices enough to keep some people interested at least. And, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm working with. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely. I can imagine with you have much younger kids. Mine is 19. So it's yeah. a very different experience. And I could only imagine that the chaos of young kids, because young kids don't understand, like, not right now. They just know, I want daddy's attention. 
where is daddy and yeah. door closed open it doesn't matter they're coming to get you <laughs> oh oh yeah this is true and it doesn't matter what you're doing if you're if you're in the kitchen if you're in the closet if you're in the bathroom you know they're going to be right there asking what you're doing can they have a part in it somehow and so yeah you just it's just a barrier you got to get around it and i mean i love my kids and like i'm I'm glad, like, my son, you know, he listens to, he's he's old enough to care, so he listens mm-hmm. to my podcast, he watches the videos That's that awesome. I put out, and so I'm, I include him in my, in my audience, so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, uh, live with that hurdle to get over. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder then, is that part of why you keep it so focused, I, I mean, obviously family friendly, but not just, it's, it seems like the 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 style of content is not necessarily targeted younger audiences but it's very open to a younger audience mm. you know like somebody like your child your son isn't going to have a hard time understanding and listening to your episodes versus something like you know mine where it's a little bit more bigger topic not necessarily as exciting or fun for somebody who's at a younger age mm. it's not going to be as attention grabbing is that part of how you decided your target audience is keeping your child in in the front and center of that? Oh, absolutely. You know, there was a time, and it wasn't too long ago, it was uh, maybe at the end of last year, I was seriously considering stopping Dig Straight Down. Um, I had gotten to a point where what I was doing, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was working out. And after some, you know, reflection, I realized I was taking it too seriously, and and, and you should take the, what, the things that you make seriously, but I had this this idea in my head that I really wanted my podcast to, I, I don't know, I, I created this target demographic for myself, and it was a bad thing to do, but I had this idea that there was this group of people out there who were really serious, you know, really serious about Minecraft, and really wanted to, <laughs> and, and, and really really wanted to reach out to people who were like really serious about Minecraft and were really mature audience and but at the same time what I was talking about what I was talking about was ideas for Minecraft updates and I didn't connect the dots until then after seeing my son listen to my podcast and he reacted a little bit to some of the the ideas that my target audience isn't going to be you know like the seasoned veterans of Minecraft who have been playing this game for years and years my target audience are going to be younger and when I realized that I was able to then embrace that and and really lean into that and I gotta tell you like that is what I feel, you know, has just re- reinvigorated Dig Straight Down for me and got me really excited about it again was seeing the the result of that. A lot of people uh, reaching out to me, a lot of young listeners reaching out to me with their ideas, really excited about the show. I had a dad reach out to me. Uh, he and his kid listened to Dig Straight Down every day on the way home from, from school, and, and they talk about the ideas and and when I saw that, what I was creating was, it was even better than what I had anticipated in the beginning. What I was creating was, you know, quality family time for, for kids and, and, their, and their parents. And um, I, that's, yeah, so I, I attribute that all to my son and, and his, his interest being piqued in the show and, and, and reframing the whole thing for me. And it really goes to show, I really think that you need to know what your target audience is. And uh, sometimes that's more of a journey of discovery than it is something that you can really plan for. Absolutely. I think <clears throat> that's awesome how you were able to, to see 
your son's reaction and instead of fighting that and going no like i have this idea of who i want my audience to be and just accepting that hey my audience isn't who i had intended but they're there and they're clearly expressing an interest in what i'm doing and embracing that you've done a few adaptations Mm. now in the time it's been what two three years now that the podcast has been going and you've done weekly you did monthly and currently you're doing three shorter episodes a week is that part of because of recognizing who your audience is and do you think it's important then to be able to adapt like that i mean you adapted your target audience you've adapted and uh experimented with your your schedule and your releases it seems like you're you're not afraid to to change things up and try new things and i'm curious if you think that's important or if that's just something that you've had to do because of you know life in your own situations well i do think that it's important um if i had stuck with my um i guess my the, the way i was doing things when i first began um, it just wouldn't have been working out. Uh, and you you actually were there for a good bit of that journey um, when I had I had this whole, you know, community around the show. And, and you know, there was a whole – there was just so much involved in that. And you, and you were there for a lot of that. And you, you can attest that um, I'm just not cut out for certain kinds of, um, <laughs> I don't know, community organizing, community management. And so that was something that had to go uh, – at some point, um, the Discord community, unfortunately, just w- didn't work out at the time. But yeah, uh, changing things up, I feel like it's necessary. And it's it's something that we have to be able to do, to um, not only to adapt to things that are going on in our own lives, but to adapt to, you know, what works for your, your audience. Uh, for my audience, they're younger. They have, I would say, most of them have a shorter attention span. So shorter episodes is something that uh, I, I am for, something that's, you know, give or take 10 minutes long. It's not super long, and hopefully it's really uh, engaging to them. But also, now that I'm doing shorter episodes, I feel like I can do more of them. I can manage to turn out more. And so I aim for, you know, three a week and have been, you know, thankfully been able to keep that up since, you know, I started this this new schedule. And it's been working out very well. I've, I've seen uh, audience engagement going up. I've seen uh, people be more interested in what I have to say, you know, and um, the the uh Pot, uh, I'm, I'm getting them mixed up. The Spotify for Podcasters <laughs> is what it's called now. It's not Anchor anymore. Spotify for, for Podcasters. They have a lot of really cool community tools now, and I've been able to engage with my community over that. And it's just, um, it's just been amazing to see, you know, that response. But also, it helps keep me engaged in my own show. Um, something that I noticed when I was doing it, you know, monthly or weekly is that I would, it was more of something to check off, you know, the list for the week and say, okay, I got to get this out. Um, you know, and then you, you spend the time to get it out and it's out and then you just forget about it until, you know, the next time that comes around, you have to do it again. But now that it's, you know, three times a week, I find myself a lot more engaged in my own show and a lot more excited for the next episode to record the next episode. So it um, it helps me with burnout as well. It, it's, it's weird. You'd think it would be the opposite. You'd think that doing it more times a week would burn me out faster, and maybe it will at some point. But r- what I'm finding is the opposite is that it's actually helping me be more excited about it and more engaged in it. So I, I don't I don't know what to <laughs> what what the the come away from that is, but it, it's working out so far. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. It sounds like it's it's helping keep that momentum flowing instead of having to re-engage every time. Right, yeah. Like coming to a yield instead of a full stop. You're able to just slow down. Oh, next time, jump right back into it. Right, exactly, yeah. And and uh, having that uh, engagement, too. I, every episode, I ask you know my listeners to send me their their ideas for Minecraft. And, and I'll always have something to talk about now because my inbox is flooded with so many you know ideas that people were just so excited to share. Um, and that, that's, that's been something that I've learned too, is, you know, if you're a content creator, ask your audience to take part in it, because I guarantee you, they're going to just be over the moon, you know, when you read their comment and you mention them by name. And that, that's just going to encourage that, that further engagement. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I listen a lot at work is where I do most of my podcast listening. So one of these days you're probably going to get like a bunch of little emails or one giant paragraph because like i'll take a piece of paper and i'll be like oh this is the episode and then here's my thoughts and it's like okay i gotta email them this later <laughs> and of course you know i get distracted with work it doesn't have like well one of these days i'm gonna sit down i'm just gonna type all oh these man and send it. i'm i'm seriously <laughs> looking forward to those ideas now and we're i'm gonna have like a whole episode dedicated to the high hopes update you know <laughs> 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 that's awesome but yeah and uh, uh we talked as you mentioned you know you had a discord community for there for a while and realized you know the because of the audience that engagement that you have you have a strong engagement factor um obviously the, the younger people have a lot more i, I don't want to say a lot more free time they they have less distractions you know yes. when, when you're younger and you get into something you tend to that's your thing <laughs> and so they yes. clearly you know very much latched on to to what you're doing they love the ideas and so it, you very quickly had a community develop around you and i think you still have a community it's just you know not necessarily coming together in a single location like when you had the discord and so i'm curious do you think that's something that you want to try to to do again in future? Maybe when you have a few more people and a little more having having dipped your toes a bit into that pool, or do you think that's something you want to stay away from and having that singular location? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I think that the door is always open to that possibility. Um, as of right now, like I have no no plans on the horizon of like forming any sort of team or or um, you know any sort of infrastructure really around mm -hmm. this podcast. And, and that's something I really should be doing. Um, I'm I feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants like all <laughs> the time with this. And yeah. you know, like honestly, like it, it, there's there's a lot that could be improved. Um, but that's what it would really take if, if there's going to be any sort of online community where people are getting together and they're interacting with each other on, you know, any sort of daily basis. Like that's that's a really important thing. And that was something that I felt I was not able to provide at the time was I had this this community full of young people. And I really cared about, you know, their safety. I really cared about their experience. And I didn't feel like I had a grasp on how to put a lot of those concerns into action. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a scary thing for me. And, you know, I, I just felt like it was it was time to pull the plug on that. And I would have I'd rather, you know, have that be something that 
um, you know, people interact with me directly through email or comments rather than, you know, have to, you know, referee, you know, all sorts of things going on. And uh, because it's really important to have some sort of infrastructure around that. And um, that, that's just not my strong suit. But again, the door for that is open. Uh, maybe one day if, if I see, you know, the possibility of this, of this coming, then I could reach out to people, you know, form some sort of team, have this, have this done right, because I would really want it to be done right. Um, I, I tend to be a kind of person who, you know, I'll start something, I'll sort of, you know, I learn as I go, and I, I can't mm-hmm. really afford to learn as I go in in such an important kind of thing like community management, I feel like you need to be prepared and you need to have the right kind of infrastructure. But again, you know, one day that absolutely possible. And I would love to see it happen because that kind of interaction, like the, all the positive stuff was great. Like I loved yes. the, um, the interaction, the direct, you know, interaction between me and the listeners and, and just, and feeling their excitement when maybe I wasn't feeling so excited myself and I could feed off of that. And, you know, that was, it was a great thing. You know, the, the good parts were really good. Um, so I would love to see that come back maybe at some point in some form or, or another. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you have a great approach about it is recognizing the bar that you want and then the bar that you need and realizing, you know, where you land in between those, Mm -hmm. those areas. But I like that you're not closed off to it. You're just recognizing that at this point in time, you don't necessarily have the time or the tools or like you said, the infrastructure, but you're like, Hey, if down the road, if those things happen to line up and I'm able to get that in place, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and for now, you know, my inbox is just full of amazing content, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to take that kind of interaction, and, um, and that kind of interaction can be special in and of itself. Like I said, the, mm. the dad reaching out to me and, and saying, hey, yes. this, uh, the thing that you make, you know, the thing that I record in my car, you know, when I'm, you know, cobbling notes together and saying, oh, gosh, what am I going to talk to, talk about, you know, tomorrow? Um, that thing that I make means so much to him and his child. And like that kind of interaction, I don't think that I could have that so much in a discord community full of 15 year olds. So like, there's something special about (laughs) what I have going on right now that I'm really enjoying. And, and, you know, just, uh, I don't feel like I would be creating, um, at all if I didn't have that kind of feedback, because that's, that's why I do it. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the love of creating and, I'll tell you what, I've been a writer um, kind of as a profession <laughs> for years now. And I can tell you, I hate writing, but I love having written <laughs> and I love having feedback on my writing. And that's how I feel about the podcast. I don't really love the production side, um, but I do love uh, hitting the publish button and then seeing the comments and seeing the feedback. That's what really gets me excited. And so uh, any kind of interaction, even if it's just a quick uh, comment on YouTube or somebody responding to a poll on uh, on Spotify or a email from a dad, you know, all of that's really special to me. That's awesome. And as another creator, that's that's so great to hear because I always see these uh, YouTube creators and stuff and and streamers and they're like, oh, you gotta love, you know, what you're doing when you're going back and you're editing it. You gotta be enjoying it just as much. It's like. I don't though. Like I, I'm the one who talked all this. I know right. it. it's nothing new. There's no no stimulation for me. Like it's not. There's there's no visual aspect for me. Like oh that's cool. It's like I, I'm listening to myself ramble. And, well, I do like my voice, not that much. <laughs> and for me, it's the same way. It's like 
I like the the feedback. You know, when I get when I when I talk to people or somebody, you know, responds positively. And this for me, this is the part that I love the most. It's it's getting to talk to somebody else mm-hmm. about Minecraft and their love of Minecraft and what gets them excited about Minecraft and just everything that goes into it, the content creation side. And you know, you seem to have a bit of a, a business mindset to it and uh, that those are the parts that really jive me up and so it's great to hear that not everybody's like you know the the creation itself is the whole be all it's like thank you (laughs) exactly i mean because we can all attest to this editing actually sucks like editing is the worst (laughs) and uh, and it's not just the editing it's then going back and saying okay i have to watch this one or two more times to make sure Mm -hmm. that i got it right um because like you know when i'm recording an episode i make all sorts of embarrassing noises (laughs) like i'm I'm in my car you know it's probably it's probably super hot i'm you know like I, I'm 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 burping or coughing or whatever, and I just like I, I don't want any of that to get out into the finished product. So I'm watching that that episode back like one or two more times, and it's the most tedious thing. I, I really wish I just I didn't have to edit, but that's just unfortunately a necessary part of the process. <laughs> I hear that it's I've 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 managed to to get a friend of mine, online friend, Dragon's Breath. They've uh, expressed an interest in learning some editing so i showed them a little bit you know kind of what i've done and they've done a great job learning more on their own and they've taken over it for me but there's still you know you have to give them a good a good file to work with and my second uh real live interview like this i record through obs and i didn't realize you could split the tracks i didn't know how to do that oh really so yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) i'm recording with obs right now so i'm like that would be cool (laughs) Yeah, so real quick, if you go, we'll just take a quick intermission real quick for anybody <laughs> who's who's wanting to create, you know, maybe they can get something out of this. And, uh, where is, nope. Uh, when you go to your, your mic, the audio recording, like you have Discord, your mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? Advanced audio. Okay, nope. Yes, advanced audio. So you click the three dots, and then it says advanced audio properties. Yeah, yeah. When you open that up, on the far right, it says tracks. Okay. Oh, so, Channel one is like um, going to your live stream. If, if you were doing like a, your video, you know, everything is in that single track. Right. And then you can select the individual. So like I have Discord in track two and then my mic is in track three. Oh, okay. Whoa. And then I want to see. And then, yeah. So then if you go into your, your general settings and then to output, you have your streaming settings. So, like, if you were to stream, that's where you could choose, you know, which tracks you want it pulling. But there's a recording tab, and then you have the same thing. And so you can choose, you know, which tracks you're recording, etc. And so that's how you can split it up. So now, like, when we're done, you know, I'll have yours as well. So I won't have that delay from Discord and stuff. Right. And that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. But if I didn't, when I open it into Audacity, which is what I use as an editor for the audio then it'll i can open it'll give me multiple tracks and then depending on which one i open will determine what i have one track will be both of us simultaneously one track will be just me and then one track will be just you but i hadn't realized how to do this i had gotten really lucky i think i think i had set it up for the Janie interview but right. then i had like streamed and so i'd switched my scene selection and everything <laughs> yeah and so i had discord super quiet and then I was at normal level from streaming. 
And so when I opened up the file with Stifler, it was just crazy loud for me. And he was like, this tiny little. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. And we looked oh, like man. two hours. It was so long. And thankfully, he, he helped save it. But there's a couple you mentioned, like, you know, awkward noises. And I'm listening back after Dragon had gone through and had done everything. And there was like a couple of burps. I'm like, oh, God, there's no way to remove this. Like, we're not <laughs> professionals. And it's already like in the file. Even a professional can only do some. Yeah. It's like, great. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like, like this. yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and yep. you just got to roll with that kind of thing. I mean, I go back. I, I don't like going back and listening to my old episodes because I, <laughs> I hear things like that all the time. Like, uh, like no. because I record in the car a lot, like I'm hearing like trucks in the background. There's like airplanes constantly, and like mm-hmm. having to dodge all those noises. It's that's just that's just part of it. And yeah, I mean, and especially you know when when there's a where then there's a new editor. That's just something like when you start doing something like this, you start creating. You got to get the bad stuff out of the way, you know, so you can move on to the good stuff. So that's just a part of that growth process. And you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's burps and <laughs> other <laughs> embarrassing noises. yep absolutely uh i know your skin has you as a robot and twitter has your location as a lush cave so (laughs) i'm very curious does that cause issues all that moisture you know do you have to do a lot of buffing and polishing or do you have a really good honeycomb (laughs) wax you apply yeah yeah help with that constantly waxing constantly waxing Uh, yeah, my, my axolotl buddies are kind of annoyed at all of the waxing going on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, skins and, yeah, lush caves, man. Um, uh, yeah, the the first thing, when I, when I saw that you can set your location to Twitter on, on, you know, to whatever you want to on Twitter, I was like, oh, gosh, what's my favorite, you know, Minecraft biome? Because, you know, I'm a Minecraft person. This is something I got to do. So, yeah, yeah, I think I switched from, like, I don't know, like, Floating in the void maybe was one at one point or, you know, like chilling in the overworld and then like hanging out in the lush cave. So, like, I'm all over the place now. <laughs> I like it. I like it, especially because, you know, that segues really nicely. You're always talking about exploration, mm. especially for anybody who follows you on Twitter. They'll know that you are a diehard exploration fan. Yes. And yes. so I'm curious, you know, obviously your location changing around Let's start with why is exploration important to you? Well, there's one aspect of it is that it's really annoying that the Minecraft world is functionally infinite, but we really we only stay in a very, very small spot. And that's something that's always kind of bugged me ever since I've learned, hey, this this thing kind of goes on and on forever, essentially. Um, But no one really has any desire or really any you know, drive to go out there. Um, and so that's something I've been talking a lot about. And, and, and you know, my, my excitement for it kind of waxes and wanes. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm more into building now or, I, or I'm, you know, focused on other things. But I always come back mm-hmm. to exploration as like such an untapped possibility in Minecraft. Um, you, you know, you've got your you've got your communities within the community of Minecraft. You've got your builders, um, you've got your um, you've got your uh, PVPers, your parkour people, your roleplay people. You've got your amazing godlike redstone people that I am you know inferior to in so many ways. <laughs> um, but and, and I imagine there's probably 
a lot of people out there who are just intrigued with the idea of exploration and, and just kind of itching to get out there and conquer this infinite world. Um, and so, yeah, I'm an advocate for, for exploration, and, I, and I, I would like to see some sort of visibility come to uh, people who like to explore. We've got people like... Um, Oh, what's the guy? The uh, Farlanser bus. Kurt J. Mack. We've got people like Kurt J. Mack. We've got people like FitMC. He goes and he explores uh, the 2B2T server and some other servers occasionally. So there is, you know, examples out there of how exploration can be like this whole focus of the game. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be in the forefront of people's minds most of the time. And I understand it's not as it's not as cool sometimes as, you know, being able to phase arrows through thousands of blocks to vaporize <laughs> netherite armor like Doc M77 has done, which still just absolutely blows my mind. I cannot I cannot fathom that. Um, but but there's something to it. And, you know. Uh, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I actually reached out to the Spawn Chunks, another, you know, Minecraft podcast with an email, and I was like, yeah. hey guys, you know, like, what would get you excited about exploration? And I should have known that it was a bad idea to ask a couple of builders what to do in exploration, because <laughs> they were like, oh, I got, you, you know, and other than new blocks, not much. And I was like, okay, well, anyway, so yeah, so exploration, I feel like it's just, there's just a lot of untapped potential there, and it'd be really cool to see, um, It'd just be really cool to see some sort of community arise around that. I'm not going to put that community together, but it'd be really cool to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know, like, whether it's SMP or just public server or even private servers, a lot of times there's that, you know, adventure guild group or person mm. who goes out and maps, you know, the, the playable area or the section that everybody's in and yeah, one of the things that we always were amazed at once we'd you know done our first couple of worlds and we'd kind of gotten an idea of how to play the game is like we would go look for that especially on console it was such a small map we could explore the whole map so we'd look for the most interesting terrain and that would be where we stayed and so the idea of being able to just keep going and keep finding mm. more and more interesting terrain one thing i always wanted to do was like a moving base where i'd, I'd ride a mm. llama or a mule for that that better advantage of donkey and horse, but still keep the chest, and then like a herd of llamas would be my inventory. That was gonna be my my thing. Yeah, the leads. Oh my lordy, the leads keep breaking. What is it with leads? <laughs> so I'm s seriously though, like leads yeah. are 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 terrible. But like uh, yeah, the nomadic approach to exploration. Yeah, that's such a cool concept to me, and we have so many tools for that now in the game. Like you said, llamas are like you know just the perfect thing for that kind of i mean if the leads work anyway because they'll follow you and, and they carry loads of stuff so you can essentially have you know a moving inventory of thousands upon thousands of items at your disposal yeah. the challenge then of course is you know leads breaking and then like manage keeping all your llamas safe as you're traveling that yeah. that would be the challenge but yeah that's an intriguing way of playing the game yeah, that that was my thing. Is like I would love to 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 embrace exploration, especially like when I visit a friend's server or something mm. like that, to be able to just go around and see what everybody else is building. Cause I'm not a builder. I like the technical aspect of the game, but I'm not one of these geniuses. I'm very much like a pull up YouTube. <laughs> I just don't want to have to grind for resources every time I get on. I'm limited game time, so for me, the technical side is is what fuels me. But it's like you know, if I could just swing by a farm, grab some resources and head off to the next place, like that would be awesome. Yeah. But I feel restricted. 
and you know i love the map part and just being able to see this giant world in game on maps like come on just make it a little bit more feasible for us to explore you know that you can yeah. see they want us to with the woodland mansion generally in java being you know a couple thousand blocks from spawn and then with the the quartz you have to go to the the oh what's it called the geo i'm blanking on what they call it oh yeah the amethyst yeah 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 Yeah, you can't take that and move it you have to go there and return it's like so give me a better way to be able to move around and do these things please (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and and i I mean i'm an advocate too for like you know walk walking in minecraft um elytras are cool and look i i used to diss elytras i I love them now (laughs) because because (laughs) i've been trying to you know travel a bit more in in the world that i play Mm -hmm. in on the ripple effect server um, but yeah, so, but there's nothing, nothing really beats that sort of like ground eye view of like yes. the, the world of Minecraft. And you notice so much more, especially since, you know, caves have been updated and caves are mm-hmm. everywhere now. I mean, if you're just flying over a dark oak forest, you're not going to see the ground. You're not going to see, no. you know, that gigantic dripstone cave that opens up into, you know, an ancient city. You're not going to see that. You're going to zip right over it. Um, but yep. yeah, the, that that there's so many things in the game that are geared towards that you know sort of early mid game way of transportation. Um, but it's a just it's just sort of unfortunate that people just sort of skip right to the end game and just go right for the elytras as soon as they can. And I don't know that's a preference kind of thing, but it'd be really cool to have some sort of encouragement in Minecraft to say, you know, stay in the early game for a little while longer. Like, enjoy this this stage of the game because there's some things here that you can't experience if you go straight for the dragon, you know. Yeah. Or even just make it more worthwhile, like like the minecarts. I know some people, even once they have their wings, they still want to set up that that transportation mm-hmm. system. And, you know, it, I think people would be more inclined for stuff like that if there was a better purpose. You know, if you build mm. this whole beautiful world and you've got these paths and trees, you don't want to fly over that all the time. You want to be able to show it, especially from a content creator perspective. But then, like, you know, how nice would it be if you could just put yourself in a minecart that moved at a decent rate <laughs> with, like, yeah. a furnace that, you know, functioned, linked together, and then you can just create a little time lapse and you can go get your cup of coffee or whatever while your character shows off what you've built for, you know, your last three days off camera. It's like just little tweaks like that could really, I think, help return people to some of the mm. older older things. You know, the light is great, and I think we just Mojang needs to show people that some of that mid-tier stuff can still be have a place in the end game. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, little tweaks like that would will, will, will definitely help. And I, I think people are just going to do, you know, what's easiest for them. And once mm-hmm. you have your hands on a pair of Elytra, it's just no question about it. Um, you know, and thankfully, I mean, like, I, I think a good balance to the Elytra is how, unless you have unbreaking and mending on it, like, it just, it breaks quickly. Um, yeah. So if you went to the end, you grabbed your elytra, but you haven't bothered, you know, setting up the infrastructure to support your wings, you know, like it's not going to be as easy as you might think it is. So there is a bit of a balance there, but I tend to see that balance goes away pretty quickly if you are in multiplayer uh, on any sort of dedicated server where people are, you know, grinding the game. You know, you just uh, like me, you've just kind of fallen into the safety net of what everyone else has built. And and you just, you know, you just just find yourself gliding around. <laughs> that's just what happens. Absolutely. So I'm curious, how has becoming a creator changed your point of view hmm. on Minecraft? 
Well, if at all. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think that what I've seen is that Minecraft is more than a game. And I, I feel like we, we've heard that before from other people. But it really is. It's, it's a platform all on its own. And, um, you know, when you, when you start getting into Minecraft and you ask yourself, like, what can I make with this, to, especially to share with other people? Um, and you realize that you're really only limited by, you know, yourself and, you know, the time you can dedicate to it and, your, and the scope of your imagination. Because, um, you, you know, you have the vanilla base game and, and even within that, like, you can do some amazing things. Um, and, and it's a beautiful thing that Mojang is encouraging content creation with their property. Like that's that's something that is, is just an amazing thing for them as a, as a company. But then, you know, with on the Java side of things, especially you have all the stuff that the community has built around the game uh, mods. You have um, all sorts of add ons to the game that you can go in and you can really create something special. Um, and I've seen people, you know, create games within the game. And, uh, you know, people have been able to launch businesses off the back of Minecraft. Um, mm -hmm. So it's this it's more of a phenomenon, really, than a game. It's it's <laughs> it's it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I think that probably not going to find, you know, there, anything else like it. You know, there's there's other games out there that are trying to be that. I think there's there and, and they're doing a pretty good job, I would say. But I don't think there's anything going to knock off not Minecraft off its throne anytime soon as far as ha being a platform that allows its users to just go crazy with the kinds of things that they can make within the, the world of Minecraft. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that's one of the beauties of Minecraft. And I think that's part of what's kept me around for so long because, like I said, I've, I've played a variety of games and a lot of games I'll I'll get into and I'll binge super hard, you know, learn as much as I can. Mm. But then after a point, I'll burn out. And then I usually don't go back. Or if I do go back, it's kind of like a half-hearted interest. But Minecraft, even when I fade out for a bit and I stop playing, I'm still either listening to the podcast or I'm still watching YouTube. I've always still got a toe in the water to some extent. And it's part of, because like you said, it's this platform. It's more than just a game. Yeah, it, and a lot of it, like I think you hit on something, a lot of it is about the people, right? So it's mm -hmm. about the community. Once you get into it and you go beyond just, you know, and, and it's funny that the game actually kind of pushes you to join the community because you start playing the game maybe for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Let me Google mm -hmm. it. And then immediately you're in the Minecraft community. Like it's, it's there, it's ready to teach you. And there's so many amazing personalities just waiting, you know, to bring you into this world. So Minecraft, it's it, it it's about that community. And that's what's kept me in is is all of the personalities, all of the people that I've met through the game. Um, if it honestly, if it was just the game, if it was just the breaking and the placing of blocks, I would not be nearly as interested as I am right now. It's <laughs> it, it's about that community. And I think that. That's really the treasure, you know, behind the the face of Minecraft. It's really the people, um, both the people, you know, the employees of Mojang who are so involved in the community, uh, to the creators, you know, big and small, to the people who are just interacting with each other on Twitter and you know Reddit and all that. So, it's it's a whole world in and of itself, and I think that's something that's that's really really special. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Well, I know we're we're running out of time here. 
So I have a, a question from the community. Kimiko <clears throat> want to know, why is the Ender Pearl green jelly-like and not black like the Enderman itself? Since we get them, to, since we kill the Enderman to get the pearls. Oh, a lore question. I love it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I thought that would be very good. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm relying on my, my brain that's been trained by fantasy and sci-fi for the past, you know, 30 years. So uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So uh, I have ender, um, ender pearls. Um, I don't know. So the way I, what I imagine ender pearls actually are is some sort of organ, right? So it's some sort of thing inside of an enderman that allows them to teleport. Right. So it's it's this and I'm trying I'm trying to think of a way to explain, I guess. But it, it's 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 an organ that comes from the the uh, the Enderman that allows them to teleport. Why is it green? I think that we're going to have to wait till they update the end to answer that question, because, okay. you know, when 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 they when they came out with the the end um dimension expansion for minecraft dungeons we saw a lot more green stuff going on you saw a lot mm -hmm. more green in the color scheme if you go to minecraft right now in just the vanilla game uh there's not a lot of green going on except for the you know the ender pearls and maybe the eye of ender that you use to get there um so i have a feeling that once the end is updated we're going to start seeing a lot more green stuff coming in and maybe it has something to do with an ancient civilization that maybe the Enderman came from. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, green is the color of teleportation energy. I don't know. There, there's a lot of possibilities there, but I've, I, it's got, my, it's got the, the gears in my brain turning. So I'm probably going to spend the rest of the night, you know, trying to come up with an idea for why, why, why is this the case? <laughs> So essentially, Kamiko, when you're listening to this, you're going to have to go subscribe to Dig Straight Down to find out the deep dive yes. as to why it's green. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, I'm going to I'm going to discuss this in, a, in an upcoming episode. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I, I know you got to get going soon. So I just a few last quick questions. I'll, I want to bang sure. out real quick. You've done some videos with uh, Ripple Effect. That's the server you play on. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing podcasting for a while now. Which do you prefer, video mm, that's or a audio? Video or audio? Well, I have to say, ah, that's a good question. Which do I prefer? <laughs> see, see, audio is easier. Audio is so much easier, and I can, mm -hmm. I can, I can do audio all day long. Video, I want to say, is more fun though, because yeah. there's a lot more storytelling that goes into it. There's a lot more, you know you know, scripting in your mind and being like, okay, I just showed this thing and I want to show, I, I think this thing is the, the best thing to show next. And uh, replay mod, you know, took this to the whole next level when I was like, all right, I, I have my music ready. What, what would be the best thing to show, you know, as I, I'm coming into this episode, what's the best thing to show in a cool, you know, time lapse or, you know, some sort of replay mod uh, camera swooping around dramatically as I'm building something like video has, it was just so fun and I don't do so much anymore with all of the fun aspects of video. Um, I've kind of combined the two 
ripple effect videos with the podcast. So if you go to my YouTube channel, what you'll see is my podcast episodes um, with video from the ripple effect. And it's basically just straight up Minecraft gameplay, no fancy edits, no replay mod, just because I don't really have time to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I will say when I did have the time, I think video was way more fun. Okay, cool. I like that. And then final question I have for you. If a server had a focus on exploration, what sort of rewards would you want to see? How could a server, you know, forgetting Mojang and the updates, because the community is great about implementing things they feel we need that Mojang mm -hmm. hasn't given us. What could a server, whether that's Ripple Effect or another server, do that would make you excited to go explore? Um, I think that the rewards for exploration in that kind of server it would be really cool if the terrain as you the the further out you ventured the crazier the terrain got not maybe not to the point where it's going to crash the server but maybe <laughs> it just mixes things up a bit so that the reward is actually the the wow factor the reward is okay. being like okay i've traveled 10,000 blocks and the world looks crazy now and i get to make a video or i get to share screenshots and be like hey guys have you found this crazy randomly generated biome that only exists this far out from spawn you know i made it here and here's the proof um, something like that I think would be really cool. Honestly, that's that's something I want for the vanilla game, to be honest. To <laughs> yes. be really honest, is to be like, I mean, bring back the far lands. Come on, like being able to reach the far lands and then have something to show for it, like in this in the in the in the shape of like a screenshot or something to say, hey, look, I I made it. I, I've gone this far, I achieved this goal, and here's the proof, you know, here's the thing that I can mm -hmm. I have the bragging rights now. I think that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, if I if I were to uh, um, if there was to be a, a server revolving around exploration, they wanted to reward that. That's what I would like to see is you know crazy crazy generation is what I would like to see. So maybe like you know after ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand blocks out, things get a little more amplified, or maybe some of the the modded biomes start generating in, or just really weird examples of that that train algorithm at work you know the perfect example actually came out on april fool's day this year so i don't know if you've saw the uh the april fool snapshot that mojang released i've seen a, a trailer the mojang trailer but i haven't oh, had a chance yet to dive into yeah. everything the, the you, you got to go at least check out some of the videos people are putting out because there's so much in that snapshot that i want to come to the actual game but one of those things is and i, I guess this is a spoiler but you know it's, oh, no it's worries. yeah um they added in this April Fool snapshot, so it's not an official feature, they added yeah. the moon dimension. They actually added Ooh. a possibility to get to the moon in Minecraft, which is something I've wanted for years. Um, and the way you do that in this snapshot is you have to uh, ascend to, I think, Y level 700 or something like that. And they have a fun way of, of, of doing that. I'll let you discover that on your own um, because <laughs> it's just, just a, a very comedic way of doing that. Um, but I think... Something like that. So, like, the ability to ascend to a certain Y level and then you're teleported somewhere. Um, and that can only happen if you get to this point in the world. Like, that would be the perfect example of, hey, you know, you get to this point in the world, something happens. You know, the, yeah. the game knows, hey, he reached, you know, X this, Y this, you know, Z this. 
this is the perfect combination for this thing to happen. And, you know, it's like these little event markers or, or uh, destinations along the way that the world generates for you sort of as an acknowledgement that, hey, you made it this far. Good job. Keep going. You triggered an advancement in that beyond just good job, you got this advancement. It actually affects yeah. the world you're in. Yeah, and yeah. And make some sort of change or unlock something or whatever the case may be. Right. That's really awesome. Though I'm I'm worried having watched Truly Bedrock, who has destroyed the moon almost every season, and Hermitcraft having gotten on that bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know if I want my players getting onto the moon. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I trust them. Minecraft has not had a good history with the moon. <laughs> no. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Rebel. Um, before we wrap, is there anything else that you would like to tell the community? Anything you want to shout out or point them to your own podcast, your videos, anything like that that you would like to, to share with the world at large? Well, uh, yeah, it, you can uh, go check out my podcast, Dig Straight Down. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. I put it up on YouTube a little bit delayed, but it's still there if you would like to watch it on YouTube. I'd also like to shout out... Uh, I would like to shout out High Hopes and his uh, just the amazing thing that he's created here. And um, I just want to say, High Hopes, you've been an encouragement to me uh, in my journey as a content creator and just an unfailing positive voice uh, for me in the community. So I just want to say I appreciate you and it's been an honor to be on your podcast. You're too kind, and it, it's been lovely to have you on. I'm glad we finally got to happen. I know there was we've, yeah. we've tried a couple times now, but I keep having <laughs> life. Life happens, so yeah. Yes, I'm glad we've gotten that to happen. Me too, me too. I appreciate your understanding. This has been fantastic. I've I've been very excited. I've known I'd wanted to do this for a long time now, so it was, it was mm. great to, to finally make this a reality and to get you on here. Yeah, well, I, it's, it's completely my honor, and I've, I've enjoyed it. I, thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, and I'll let you get back to the family duties. Thank you so <laughs> much, Rebel. Well, thank you. Thank you. Boy, oh boy, was this a great episode. Man, I had so much fun talking to Rubble. Fantastic creator, fantastic person. We talked about so much. Seriously, guys, go check out Dig Straight Down. Go check out what he's got going on on YouTube. Really, really awesome stuff. It's a lot of, um, you know, updates and ideas and lore exploration and just, you know, how can we keep making the game better, checking out what other people have, have put on the feedback site and kind of refining and polishing that a bit. So if that's your cup of tea, I, I can't encourage you enough to check that. I'll give the man a follow on Twitter and, you know, wherever else you can find him on social media. Thank you so much for listening. And be sure to let me know, you know, who else would you like to have on the podcast? I want to take Rebel's advice about engaging you guys. And you tell me, who should I get on here? Who should we talk to and what should we talk about? Let me know. Thank you so much. Again, my name has been High Hopes. All the links you need will be down below in the show notes in the description. Thank you and take care.